Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us today, Clinton McCoy. Here we go. I'm going to take a deep breath and go Director <laughs> of Mobile Donor Recruitment and Regional Operations with Carter Blood Care. It's a mouthful. Thank it's you for having mouthful. me. It's a mouthful. And your office, uh, act, you're actually based in Tyler, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Here in Tyler. Anyway, good morning, Clinton. Great to have you with us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You've had a very timely topic, but then again, this is always a very timely topic. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you um, uh, and Carter Blood Care. Yes, Just, sir. Just uh, uh, kind of a brief um, history of Carter Blood Care. You go back to the 1950s. Sure. We go back to the 1950s. Uh, two blood banks in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. You had Carter and Blood Care Systems. Um, they started merging from World War II, like most community blood banks servicing the hospitals in their local community. Uh, Stewart here locally in East Texas and Tyler started in the 1950s the same way as a regional blood bank. Through the years, they all grew up and eventually all merged into one blood bank system, which is Carter Blood Care, and which covers East Texas, North Texas, and Central Texas in Waco. All righty, and your office covers 26 counties? 26 counties and 26 hospitals in East Texas, yes, 26 sir. counties and 26 hospitals, mm -hmm. and you have uh, your main offices in Tyler on yes, Baxter Avenue near TJC. The Longview office, you have three offices in your 26-county area. Mm -hmm. The Longview office on Eastman Road near Longview mall i believe near longview mall up there by home depot um the amc movie theater and the shopping center target mm -hmm. that area yeah and the paris office some of the people in more some of the more outlying uh, mm -hmm. areas of our listening area sometimes do go to the paris yeah donor center where is that located it's on loop 289 right there in paris across from the toyota dealership just east of the hospital can't uh, miss right. it you can't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was t it's been uh, 15 years since Carter Blood Care merged with Stewart Regional mm -hmm. Blood Center in Tyler, 2007, and yes, still going strong. Uh, so basically, your uh, goal is to provide life-saving transfusion resources to more than 200 medical facilities in over 50 counties throughout North, Central, and East Texas. Looking at the big picture, your yes, main sir. office being based in Bedford, just outside of Fort Worth. And um, so many people need blood under so many different circumstances, and that is what you are all about. Um, now, we've read that we're um, currently experiencing the worst blood shortage in 30 years. Why is that? I won't uh, give the name, but its initials are COVID. <laughs> yeah, this little pandemic that started, oh, about two years ago today, I would guess, March of 2020. Just about, yeah. Just about. Um, yeah, it, it, it really had a large impact on us. You know, you had the early shutdowns, the early closures, business closures, school closures, um, was the short-term effects, but the long-term effects have been going on is the staffing shortages, the inability for large businesses to come back full. A lot of places where we would go collect 100, 150 units in one day, they're doing these new work-from-home hybrid schedules. And so, you go in there, you only get 20 units now. Um, schools are a lot tighter on their restrictions of coming in to have you know visitors visiting. So we used to go get 200, 250 units at a school. We can only send small numbers of staff now, or we have to send buses. We can't go in gyms, which reduces our capacity. Um, and we're, we're seeing a lot less donor turnout. Mm -hmm. um, and that, and I can't hire enough phlebotomists to meet the demand. So the, the hiring shortage comes over to us. We don't have the staff to go out and collect the blood, even if it was there for us to go collect. 
All right. So uh, as we speak this morning, uh, COVID has abated nationwide mm-hmm. and here in East Texas. Oh, yeah. But the not only the after effects, but the current effects, COVID hasn't gone completely away yet. You're, those are still being felt. And that's definitely something that people need to keep in mind as they listen this morning and think about how they might be able to help save lives. Absolutely. Uh, the current blood supply in East Texas in your 26 county area, I guess that pretty much mirrors what you just said. Yeah, it's 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 decent. It's not great. It's not terrible, but it's not good. Uh, we're basically operating on a day, day and a half supply. And when we say that, we mean the units we collect today, we'll get them in, we'll get them tested overnight, we'll get them ready for distribution, and they're going to be going out our door tomorrow night or the next morning to the hospitals to replenish their shelves. So we really don't have that cushion that we like to have. We really yeah. like to be at a three or four day supply, have the hospitals have a day, day and a half. We have a two day supply on our shelves. That way, if there's a winter storm that comes through, a tornado, any type of bad event, we have, you know, a bank to go into. Right now, we're just blood distributing. We're not blood banking. Uh-huh. Clinton McCoy with Carter Blood Care, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, and let's get a little bit of contact information out there. The best way to communicate with Carter Blood Care, besides just walking in and giving blood, is to go to the website, and that's carterbloodcare.org. Simple, yes, easy to remember. That covers the entire territory, mm-hmm. but it's easy to navigate around to uh, what's happening right here in East Texas. Or you can call 903-363-0400 if you want to talk to a human as <laughs> so many people put it, 903-363-0400. Um, how many donors does Carter Blood Care need to see each day just to keep up with that demand? System-wide, we need to see about 1,200 donors a day. Um, that's, of course, that's Northeast and Central Texas. Um, 1,200 donors every day to get the 1,000 units we need every day to meet our hospital demand. In East Texas, it's about 250 donors is our portion right. of that. And uh, what are you seeing right now as far as numbers? Do you have an up-to-date count? Between 900 and 1,000. So okay. we're short by two or 300 every day. All right. And of course, that's region-wide. Yes, sir. Um, what is the donated blood used for and whom does it help? I'm anticipating a pretty long answer to that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's lots of things that blood is used for. Um, so typically, most people think about red blood cells. Those are used for trauma events, you know, the, the stuff that makes the news. If it bleeds, it leads your shooting, stabbings, car accident victims use a lot of red blood cells. Um, but also a lot of everyday surgeries require red blood cells, heart surgeries. The, the medical advances that we've made for open heart surgeries, valve replacements, um, lung, liver, anything in your gastrointestinal area bleeds a lot. Um, all need red blood cells. Mothers in delivery need red blood cells. Uh, hip, knee, joint replacements, all these things as we age and become more bionic, you got to get a couple units of blood while you're in the surgery room. So um, everything, every day we're going through a lot of red cells. And then you have your platelets in your plasma for burn victims, your platelets for cancer and chemotherapy victims um, are all vital important products to help our medical advances. Uh, how many patients are helped by Carter Blood Care? And you can do that on a day-in, day-out basis, any way you want to. I mean, we're, we're shipping between 750 to 1,000 red cells a day. Um, that doesn't include plasma or platelets. So, you know, I would put the number almost 2,000 patients a day over our entire system are receiving a transfusion of some sort of some product that's derived from human blood. All right. Uh, and you mentioned a moment ago that there are different types of donations, whole blood, platelets, and plasma. Let's kind of break that down a little bit, go into a little bit more detail about what all of that entails. Sure. Your whole blood donation is what people are most familiar with. You come in, you do your screening, you sit down. Um, it's a single stick needle, uh, single-use sterile device. 
and we collect 500 milliliters of whole blood, which is your red blood cells, plasma, and platelets, the three core components of human blood. All goes into one bag. We then take that to our component production, and we actually spin it in a centrifuge, and just like oil and water, it separates red cells from your plasma and platelets, and each of those go into their own defined individual bags for transfusion services. It's how we get, you can save three lives with one donation. Well, out of your one whole blood donation, we will get red cells, a unit of plasma, and a unit of platelets could go to three different people in our community. Um, we also have apheresis platelet and plasma collection. Apheresis platelets, the platelets are the clotting factor in your blood, so if you're bleeding out and you get a scab, your platelets help to form that, um, are vital for chemotherapy and surgery patients. Platelets, we can actually hook you up to a machine, again, a single-use sterile device, and all we do is we collect the platelets by having a centrifuge on the machine that separates the blood for you. And then those platelets are stored and go out to a patient. Same thing with plasma, where you actually get your red blood cells back and we just keep the plasma. Uh-huh. Now, I know in Tyler there is a plasma donation center that I don't believe is directly affiliated with Carter Blood Care, but people might be a little bit confused or might sure. have some questions about that. Can you explain the distinction? Yeah, the main distinction for us is our, our primary service is hospital transfusion services. So when you donate with Carter Blood Care as a not-for-profit community blood center, the blood that we collect or the plasma we collect goes straight to a hospital for direct transfusion to a patient. The plasma centers are a little bit different. They are collecting plasma and then they pool it, um, P-O-O-L, with about a thousand other donors, um, plasma together, and then they take it off and it goes to pharmaceutical companies to produce really important medications like immunoglobulins, albumins, things of that nature. So there's medications that are derived from human plasma. That's what the plasma centers focus on. It doesn't go direct to human trans transfusion. All right. And uh, people, uh, you know, again, they may have follow-up questions mm -hmm. about that. So a good time now to uh, give out uh, that contact information. 903-363-0400, or just go to the website, carterbloodcare.org. As we visit on In Focus this morning with Clinton McCoy from Carter Blood Care, I'm John Sims. There is one particular type of blood apparently right now that you need more than any other type. O positive. Type O positive. It's the most common blood type. It's 37, 38% of the national population. Um, so it's the most used blood type. Um, but for some reason, it's the hardest to go out there and find and keep. So we need as many people with type O positive to come in, donate blood so that we can get those stores back up. All right. But if you don't have type O positive blood, don't let that hold you back. We'll take it all. We'll you take it all. We'll take every Absolutely. last drop of it. Uh, the eligibility requirements to become a donor, I don't think these have changed very much for many, many years, but a lot of people aren't familiar with them. So let's go over that. Your basic requirements are you got to be at least 110 pounds and feeling well and healthy. So in good health condition um, and be at least 17 years old um, with a photo ID. You can donate if you're 16, but you do need a parental consent form that we provide to you to be signed by your parent. But 17, 110 pounds and feeling well and healthy are your basic requirements. From there, we do a health screening with everybody where we'll go into your health history, medication history. Um, it's about 50 or 60 questions, so I don't think you want to spend too much time going down that rabbit hole today. But um, you can find all that on our website, too. There's, there's basic blood donor guidelines on the website. Mm -hmm. uh, and how long does it take to donate blood? It takes about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour to donate whole blood. 
All right. And uh, you're still doing the cookies and juice thing afterwards. Absolutely. We got water, Powerade, Nutter Butters, Oreos, Chex Mix, salty snacks if you like salty snacks, uh-huh. coffee. We'll take care of you. All righty. Uh, tell us why that's important. Uh, it's to get your sugar levels and your food food stores back up. So anytime you lose a, a pint of blood, um, your body starts to pull from other resources to help keep you keep you feeling well and healthy um, and that juice and water helps replenish some fluids and then the sugars and the food helps kind of settle the stomach so you don't have a reaction to the donation okay you mentioned a pint is that the standard amount that's taken during a blood draw yes sir yes sir. okay can someone donate if they have received the COVID-19 vaccination or if they have not received the vaccination. Absolutely. There's no distinction in regards to whether you've received vaccination or not. So it has no effect on your red blood cells. Um, we don't even ask the question anymore. So. All right. Uh, how often can someone donate blood? Somebody can donate blood every 56 days. Um, it's eight weeks is the technical defer term for a whole blood unit, which is about two months. All righty. And you'll go over all of that with them. Uh, Absolutely. You still um, give them like a little card, kind of a reminder type thing, or is all of that done online now? It, it's all done electronically now. Okay. Yep. All righty. Uh, and the kinds of tests that are performed on donated blood, that's very important. It gives people a better picture, I think, of what they're actually doing, how they're helping when Absolutely. they donate. Absolutely. The most two most important ones are we, we type the blood to find out what your ABO is, if you're type A, type B, type O, or type AB. And then we do an RH, your anti-D test, which is the positive. So everybody's like, I'm O positive, I'm O negative. That's your RH factor. And then we do infectious disease testing, HIV, hepatitis, Chagas, babesiosis, a couple of other diseases. And one of the fun ones we do is we actually do a, a cholesterol test for everybody. Now, it's ah. a total cholesterol test. It's not a fasting. So, you know, don't freak out if it's too high that one time because we do want you to eat beforehand. But it's a nice little health marker. You can kind of track it over time. If you're trending the wrong way, go visit with your medical doctor, your PCP, and kind of say, hey, I've been donating blood. I've noticed my cholesterol is going up. Maybe I should do some further follow-up. All right. Uh, now, you sometimes hear people say they love to give blood, but they're scared of needles. <laughs> How do you handle that, or what would, or what do you say to people who um, come in with that fear? It, it's a it's a normal fear. Everybody's got a little bit afraid of needles. I was scared of needles until I took this job, and then I figured I need to walk the walk. Uh, full you know? disclosure. Yeah, yeah, full <laughs> disclosure. I was scared. I was a you know 28-year-old kid who took a new job, and I was like, man, i got to tell people to donate blood, and I've never donated. So I started donating. I'm now a 20-gallon donor, so you can get over that fear um but it's also one of those things you got to take it in perspective of if if you are afraid you have a choice whether to donate or not there's a patient at the hospital and the only way they're going to receive a blood transfusion to save their life whether they're scared of needles or not is to get poked prodded and you know hurt a little bit while they're in the hospital so you know it's a small step we can take ourselves to get over our fears to help somebody else who doesn't have that choice Okay. Talking to Clinton McCoy with Garter Blood Care. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. Let's go over some of the basics here. Uh, Three uh, donor centers in your 26-county area, Uh, the one where you basically office, I guess, is – or do you kind of jump around, or is your office actually in the Tyler? My office is here in Tyler, yes. It's at 815 Baxter Avenue. 815 Baxter Avenue. That's near Tyler Junior College. In Longview, there's one on Eastman Road near the mall, Mm -hmm. and then one in Paris, I believe, next to the Toyota dealership, which is interesting because that's going to come up uh, about 125 miles south a little bit later on in the show. (laughs) I'll kind of tease you with that a little bit. Information, um, 
course, as we mentioned earlier, this show is uh, always available online. You can listen to it. You can go back and listen to the show online in our archive when we're done, or you can go to carterbloodcare.org. That is the really go-to source for more information about who you are, what you do, and how um, anyone in the community can help if they so choose. And the number is 903-363-0400. Now, this is an interesting twist. This past year, Carter Blood Care helped start the Blood Emergency Readiness Corps, also known as BERC. I understand this is the first program of its kind yep. in the United States. Can you tell us more about that and why it started? Yeah, it, it really was um, an ingenious idea. One of the other blood banks kind of just came up with it and proposed it to six or seven other uh, community blood centers. And we all kind of hopped on board. And the best way to think about it is almost like a, an agricultural cooperative, um, except for blood. So you have now 30 blood banks nationwide who have committed to a resource sharing program. So we all notice that we're all in this perpetual day, day and a half supply where the blood we collect today is going off of our shelf tomorrow night or the next morning. Um, and none of us really are prepared to take on a big mass casualty event, a school shooting, an earthquake, a hurricane, things of that nature, where we would typically have a three to five day supply of blood on our shelves. We just don't have that. And so what we did is we pulled those resources together and now you have 30 blood banks, each sequestering 10 to 15 units per week, committed to shipping that blood on demand in an event that qualifies as an emergency readiness core event. So those mass shootings, things of that nature. We've actually deployed twice already, once for mm. Wisconsin, once for the tornadoes that went through Tennessee. Um, I guess that was December or January. It's, it's kind of running together now. Yeah. But um, those, you know, they, they called up and said, hey, we need blood. And the blood banks just packed it and shipped it. No questions asked. None of that. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to ship and help you out because I got to help out my people tomorrow. No, we have the units. We know it's there. And it really has helped us be able to bridge that gap as to when there is a mass trauma event. Okay. Well, that's great to know. Uh, now, if someone's interested in hosting their own blood drive at their business, church, or school, how do they go about that? First step, of course, go to the website. Go to, go to the website, carterbloodcare.org. There is a button on there to host a blood drive. It is a very simple process. Um, once you've sent us your information, we have local field consultants over all of our areas that work with you on the planning, the setting up, and recruitment of donors. Um, and we I'll put my plug in there now. We need we need places for summer more than ever because schools shut down. We can't go to schools. So we need as many community and businesses to step up and say, hey, I got you 10 donors. We'll come bring out a bus for 10 donors and call it a day. We're happy with that during the summer. Very good. And let's do a couple of shout outs right sure. now. Uh, actually, one shout out and one sort of promotion. Uh, just recently, earlier in March, uh, the folks at, and we told you the name Toyota was going to come <laughs> up again. And this is classic Toyota Mercedes Benz on West Southwest Loop 323 in Tyler on March 11th. They hosted a blood drive from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. If you were driving by there or going there to maybe buy a new car, you probably saw that Carter Blood Care bus right yep. in that parking lot. Did everything go? well there? everything well they're great partners of ours we go there probably three or four times a year um, typically they host a really big summer blood drive for us um, we're hoping to be able to replicate that this year where we're able to give away texas rangers tickets um, and we usually see 100 donors at that drive in the summer when we give away the rangers tickets so All right. um, wonderful partners over there at classic toyota and now they're saying the rangers might actually turn it around this season i guess I'm, we'll find fingers out crossed yeah the life of a rangers fan you bet. <laughs> uh, rangers fan and uh hey being a rangers fan might end up saving somebody's life absolutely you don't usually think about it in those terms now uh this coming week 
uh, March 28th through April 1st, you do something with TJC every year. This is the 11th year you've mm-hmm. done it, five days, 400 donors. Tell us about that. So this is TJC's 50-gallon challenge. Um, like I said, it's the 11th year they've done it, and the only year where we haven't even gotten close to not made goal was March of 2020. Of course, schools shut down that year, so we weren't able to do it. Um, but it is a wonderful, wonderful partnership where the junior college puts all of their backing behind supporting the community blood center. Our staff is usually worn out and tired at the end of each day um, because 400 units from just one location, especially so close, they're, I mean, they're a block away. Um, so it really doesn't cost me a lot of gas to get my buses over yeah. there. It's really nice. Um, you know, to get those 400 units that week is a huge bolster, especially coming out of spring break where, you know, everybody's been kind of on vacation, being relaxed. We can come in, you know, a week or two after spring break and get a nice, you know, pardon the pun, shot in the arm of uh, influx of blood donation. So it's All really right. nice. Uh, no pun to pardon. We, yeah. we <laughs> love our puns. Clinton McCoy with Carter Blood Care, I guess, this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. And just a little bit more about that. The blood drive takes place from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday, March 28th through Friday, April 1st. It'll be in the Apache Room in TJC's Rogers Student Building. And additional locations, room 395 of TJC's Rogers Nursing and Health Sciences Building. You've got a couple of Rogers buildings on campus right now, yeah. so we want to make sure no, <laughs> people don't get confused. Uh, that'll be Monday and Tuesday only. And then on the Carter Blood Care Bus at the TJC Welcome Center, Wednesday, March 30th only. Also at Wagstaff Gym, Thursday, March 31st only. And at the risk of having confused everybody out of their minds <laughs> with all of that. If you have any questions, go to the website, carterbloodcare.org, or make that phone call for more more information and clarification as needed 903-363-0400 important to remember that uh, well first of all this is important we have rangers tickets with classic toyota mm-hmm. each uh, donor at tjc gets a 2022 commemorative tjc t-shirt a gift for texan stainless steel water bottle from carter blood care and daily prizes from local yep. businesses mm-hmm. yep. and this is for everybody not just the tjc faculty and staff anybody can be a part of this absolutely it needs to be yeah. absolutely okay appointments appreciate walk-ins welcome and um, uh, one thing that I wanted to mention and I know uh, when we uh, received the information about the uh, uh, in advance about the drive at uh, classic Toyota Mercedes-Benz what about masking Uh, can you uh, as we speak can you give us just kind of the general rules and guidelines about uh, what your staff and about what donors should or should not do as far as masking sure absolutely so we we've tried to be as transparent as possible and in in this time of of whether you mask or not mask it's really hard to sit there and, and either go against the flow or go with the flow so we've as a medical community we've really relied on the cdc guidance um and they recently changed all of that about a week or two ago and so masks are purely optional so vaccinated unvaccinated you do you we do us um so we don't require our staff to wear a mask anymore as of last week um now that we're in kind of a low risk low transmission uh, Uh area based on the cdc guidelines um so we're not requiring our staff to wear a mask however if you come in and you feel more comfortable with our staff wearing a mask all you need to do is say hey would you please put on a mask and our, our staff will mask up while they're in the screening room with you while they're processing right. your donation so it's purely at whatever the donor wants which um to me is the great thing about customer service is you make the customer happy so um we'll wear a mask if you want us to if you don't want to wear a mask don't want us to then we won't all right well i think that puts it in a pretty clear light um again the donor centers uh, 815 South Baxter and Tyler, Eastman Road and Longview near Longview Mall, and then Loop 289 in Paris next to the Toyota dealership in case people just want to 
walk in and uh, for just regular everyday uh, donor center based donations it's the same rules and guidelines right walk-ins are welcome appointments appreciated absolutely yep okay now um, in addition to the donor center uh, I think we've been over this before but let's go over it again and if there are any other details or fine points you want to throw in how can listeners find mobile blood drives in their area i guess they just really need to go right to the website for starters it really is the simplest way is to go to carterblaircare.org there's a find a blood drive button you click on that you put in your zip code and it'll pull up you know it has a nice pretty map with little pinpoints on it every blood drive and you can scroll around look at it or you can do a list view based on date so mm-hmm. that's the best way to find it closest to you and again as i think we mentioned a few moments ago if you want to set up your own blood drive same deal go to the website make that phone call absolutely go to the website click the host a blood drive button fill out your information it sends an automated email to us we'll reply to you to find out where you're at and then one of our local field consultants will come out meet with you and go over the planning details of making that blood drive happen okay we've covered the basics but there are a few other things i'd like to chat about with you today you mentioned that you are now a 200 gallon donor what exactly if you're given a pint at a time you must go pretty often what is exactly does that mean i'm going to knock a zero off there 20 gallon 20 20. gallon (laughs) i think i may have put the extra zero on by that's a lot of blood if you're doing 200 so 20 gallon donor so um it, it takes a while so it basically um six to eight whole blood donations equals one gallon so a pints to gallon kind of ratio and it's based uh-huh. on the volume you donate each day so we actually weigh your blood each day and that's what translates into our computer system to do that um, however you can donate platelets so i was mentioning earlier that apheresis platelets program where you can donate platelets you can do a single double or triple platelet well when you do a triple platelet you do three times the amount of donations so it's like basically three pints at once but just of platelets um, and you can do that more often your body replenishes those within seven or eight days so you can actually do that every two or three weeks uh-huh. based on your platelet volume um, so you're able to donate a whole lot more often and get those gallon levels a little bit quicker so um, they quickly converted me to a platelet donor um, and I've been doing that for probably six years now all right but this is a commitment that you make uh, uh at, at a certain point, you commit to being a 20-gallon donor, and you just it, keep it up year after year. They they just send you. It, we we track it every 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 gallon you make. So we actually okay. have a big tree in our donor center, which is we call our tree of life, and it has people from 15 gallons up to we have a 100-gallon donor that's on there. He's been donating since the 1970s and ah. he had 100 gallons. Oh, he's he might be at 120 gallons now after the past oh, couple wow. of years. So he's yeah he's a lifelong you know octogenarian now, but he's he's still going strong. Mm-hmm. Clinton McCoy with Carter Blood Care, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Um, it takes money to keep anything going. Where does your funding come from? Do you uh, take financial donations? Do you have community partners do you do any type of fundraising activities or events during the year sure so like like other healthcare facilities we have a, a carter blood care foundation that's kind of the independent financial arm um, for receiving monetary donations we also um, receive a service fee from the hospitals that we service so they pay us a service fee for the collection testing distribution and storage of the blood that goes onto their shelves so it's that's the operational funds and then we have the foundation funds so if we need to go buy new expensive equipment we need to buy a new bus things of that nature we have a foundation we can draw funds from they receive donations and and carter blood care and stewart 
had a lot of really early oil money in the 1950s. Yeah. So we actually have some leases that, you know, the people that started oh. those, um, you know, gifted to our foundation that, you know, are helping us out. So um, we have two different areas where we can pull resources from. Okay. And I saw a donate button on your website. Is that for financial donations? Is that how people can donate financially if they want to support the Carter Foundation? More than likely, if it's on the front page, it's for blood. Okay. It's for blood. Oh, but um, you there, can donate. But to you, the can, you can donate funds to the foundation. Yes, sir. Okay. Is that information on the website yes, as well? Yep. Okay. Very good. All right. We are winding down the show. And um, let's just talk about uh, the COVID pandemic and maybe a few words about how you've navigated through that and managed to continue saving lives and stay on your feet and continue to help people in spite of what's been going on the last couple of years. I think the the relative word that everybody says we had to be nimble and we had to be willing to shift and focus on on a dime. You know, early on in the pandemic, convalescent plasma was a really big draw. Um, hospitals wanting to take plasma from recovered COVID patients to transfuse to current COVID patients. So we were nimble, and within two weeks of the shutdown, I think March 27, 2020, we were drawing our first convalescent plasma donors. Um, so we just really had to think on our feet and just go where the blood was. And we shifted a lot of our operations from mobile drives into our donor centers. Now that things are opening up, we're trying to shift back uh -huh. to our mobile operations because um, donors are like Goldilocks. It's got to be the right time, right place, right temperature. You know, nobody wants to go outside when it's raining to go get dinner. They're sure as heck not going to go outside to go donate blood unless they're really motivated and they want to get on a bus soaking wet. So we got to find ways to go out there and meet donors where they're at and find those donors to make it convenient for them. Very good. And we've got about a minute left in the show. I want to draw attention again one more time to that 50-gallon uh, challenge at TJC, March 28th through April 1st. Five days, 400 donors. This will be the 11th annual drive. And you can get more information about that. You can contact TJC if you like, mm -hmm. but you can also, of course, go to the website of yep. Carter Blood Care, which is carterbloodcare.org, or call that number. And um, it is 903-363-0400. Zero. Uh, you need blood. Blood levels are never, I guess, where they really, really, really need to be. But you're having a particularly tough time right now. All the more reason for people to think hard, maybe think more than they have in the past about donating blood or at least supporting you financially in some Absolutely. way, shape or form. Just about time to wrap up the show. Clinton McCoy with Carter Blood Care. It's been a pleasure, very Thank educational you. and very helpful to have you on the air this morning with us. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to come out. We really appreciate it. You bet. Clinton McCoy with Carter Blood Care, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. As always, we thank you for joining us. And as always, we'll see you again next week on In Focus.